this clock actually work this time maybe i think it will hey everybody welcome good evening it is wednesday april 14th 2021 it is the 20th episode of the uh, of big brother canada 9 and jameel robinson and i i being dave mater are here to cover this episode this veto episode here on super mater brothers podcasting uh as we continue into the seventh week here of this season um jameel uh how are you feeling about tonight Kiefer is the victim of the back door what happened sunsetters for life well he was saying that um don't really have much clips of him of the other members of the sunsetters um saying that exact same line so no i believe we left last episode with them saying at this point if you're not in the trio you're expendable to us yeah yeah they 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 there was a bit of the the you know the hint there that you know, they they were always good with the sunsetters but uh you know, maybe that was sort of uh, in the past, but, you know, uh, leaning into it uh, didn't hurt their position. So they were happy to do so. So just like in last BB, um, you might be a part of the commission. You might be part of the committee, but uh, the root, the root is the, is the, the, the power, the power. Yeah. Even within, um, like the what were they called back in the day? Like the the Derek Alliance. There was the uh, well, the there was the, the Hitmen. No, the Hitmen were him and Cody. Yeah, um, but it was not the Moving Company. It wasn't the. Wasn't it like the Crazy Eights or something like that? Or yeah. the um, I don't know. They had they had a few versions, like whatever Frankie Grande Alliance they had with with Beast Mode Cowboy and all that back then, but. When I had my the best alliance of all time, I had it broken down, including them. I don't remember. I literally it was for, it was a forgettable alliance name, just like how we're gonna forget about the sauce, right? The uh, the, the isosceles triangle. You think we're gonna forget about the greatest we're gonna trio about it. in the, in the, the end? No, uh, we're gonna absolutely forget about them, completely, yeah. utterly. We'll see. Okay? Well, the history will tell the story here. I, I think that they won't um they won't see the heights uh, that we saw with the pretty boys. Well, perhaps not because uh, after okay, so we got to break all this down. There's so much to unpack here in this episode. It's a lot of it great, some of it not so good, but hey, it's a mixed bag. Um yeah. and we'll talk about maybe the stuff that wasn't so good, uh like the <laughs> hide and go seek game and maybe this uh and this this um competition to sleep in the ball pit, which I thought they were already doing. To be fair, no. no, and then no. he okay, we'll get to it, but um, and then okay, so we're here for this episode. It Jensen is HOH, Tara and Tina are on the block to start this episode and this uh, this particular day in the house. Um, T I, I Tina is is saying, I, I'm on the block, but hey, sunsetters, man. Uh, she's full, <laughs> you know, she's like, she doesn't have to worry too much, she feels like it will be, um. It will be uh, Tara. Sunsetters for life. I, I know we don't have a clip of Tina saying that, but now she's got, well, I'm good. I'm a sunsetter. Um, the sunsetters and more specific, well, the sunsetters being the trio and Kiefer out celebrating in the Expedia room. This is what they like to do after every uh, ceremony. It seems they have a, they have a, a post ceremony, a post ceremony, like celebration and pump up se session. I, 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 it's dumb. I get, it's so it's, dumb. It looks yes. ridiculous whenever they cut to them bouncing around afterwards. It's like, we just put someone up for nomination. Yeah, you do that so great. Yes, I'm going to bounce chess. Dave, I'm bouncing chess with you. Ugh. Yeah, it's like, like it's, is this a, I, I've played sports. I don't get this. Like, is this a <laughs> sports thing? Like, I, uh, we won the, we won the coin toss. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we didn't yeah. Nothing has really like, happened. Like, okay, and like I'm not a basketball guy, but I feel like this is a basketball. No, thing. it isn't. It's like, like there's in basketball, there's a lot of ceremony in in certain things, like um, your pregame warmups, right? And right. from various degrees, people have various reactions to it. Like um, for more recent examples, Kawhi Leonard is very like, yeah, I'll touch everyone's hand as I go down the line. Well, Kyle Lowry is a uh, a lot more elaborate and um, more of a joke, per se. 
Right. Um, but it reminds me a little bit more of like in the when they, they're taking the foul shots, right? And you know, and sometimes they take a foul shot and they miss and then they like clap hands. I'm like, no, don't clap hands. You missed that foul shot. You don't get to celebrate. You say you it's not really celebration. It is what it is, it is it is um repetition. It is um it's it's like uh superstition where every single time you like give dabs to your your other teammates because if you got it in you'll do that so you're keeping consistent in anything you do a prime example of this i'm going to go one step further with your free throw shot um people always used to joke about this demar derozan when he's taking a free throw shot especially when it's a technical when it's a technical foul what happens is one person goes to the line shoots a free throw one shot and then they get the ball back so there's no one waiting to catch the the ball so what happens is if there's like a, a double technical or a two shot technical, right? So no one's standing there. What happens is DeMar DeRozan will take his free throw shot. It goes in or goes out and he will go and give dabs to empty air because that is his process. That is his shot process. He always does that when he takes a shot, regardless. It looks dumb as hell, but I can understand why he does it and he always does it. So it's consistent. But I feel like that's what we're seeing here with Deshaun and uh, and Jensen more specifically. But it's the whole Sunsetter group, like and, and Kiefer's definitely part of of, of like this um, trend that you know, well, well, you know, we're, we're doing so well in this game, we're so good. It's like repetition. We got to like celebrate how awesome we are. That's just like what they're used to. So it it would be consistent if they lost. Let's say uh, next week. Um, Braden wins HOH and then they go up in the room and they're just like, yeah, yeah we're yeah. totally screwed. Yeah, <laughs> totally good. <laughs> but you know, hey, repetition. Repetition. <laughs> we gotta be we, super this is what we, been doing. we never missed it. <laughs> yeah, it was it was quite something uh to watch all this go down. Um, but here we we start getting these hints. And Jane, okay, Jane was watching this tonight and she's a Kiefer fan. She's got Kiefer in the draft, she's got Jetson in the draft, and she's starting to she was getting the vibes in this scene. Right, I, I think uh, I think Beth leaves, and it's just it's uh, Tashawn and Jed with Kiefer more specifically for a little bit, uh, and and just the way that the eye contact, she's like, uh oh, Kiefer's in trouble. So there was that those vibes were there, um, but Kiefer saying, hey, we got to get rid of Tara this week. It's got to be Tara. She is draining me. I can't stand her comments, and I I, I keep trying to figure out is Kiefer friends with Tara or not. Yes and no. You could be friends with someone, but that doesn't need necessarily mean that you're going to be around them all the time. And you're in this house and you're stuck with people, you know, good or bad, how, however good person they are, right? You just want to see them out. You're, you're kind of done with them. You need that break. And you can understand with the comments that Tara consistently makes, yeah, you, you kind of want that space. You kind of want that space. You don't want to see that person. Like, could have said something and you know it was in jest and it wasn't harmful, but it hurt or you didn't like it, right? Like, the, I don't want to say microaggressions because that's a little bit too aggressive in terms of what she's been doing. But um, even comments to Jed and Ty about how they live their life. And it's like, look, you're not their mom. So, and I know you're traditionally in mom mode, but you need to stop it. You need to cut it out because, like, you know, her 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 oldest is what five. Like, um, he's, he's yes, her oldest I think is five. That doesn't necessarily mean that she needs to talk to the these grown people like they're five. I no, I agree, and I also think she she's only been in the mom business for five years. She's like, hey, like you know, I I feel like I as a, as a parent of a eighteen year old, I'm like, hey. You got a long way to go. Hey there. She does. But you also know, and you've seen it where people become parents and that becomes their personality. They like lose all sense of self and it just becomes like. That's um, her identity. Yeah. Like it just completely surrounds. Herself. I want to know who Tara used to be, though. She was probably a party girl. I bet you. I so bet you. So bet you she was a party girl. Yeah. But now she's responsible and she has to be an example for her kids. But like seven or eight years ago, right? She was like um at college getting crap faced. 
I should just say shit faced, right? And, yeah, yeah, it's okay. You know, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. permit it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and and you know, there's photos of her like you know with so like let's let's be a little bit honest with let's hold it back a little bit hold back a little but bit. she's also Talk a spin instructor that's also her like her social skills are are limited to teaching people how to go on a bike <laughs> come on there. two more come on just burn just Get feel the burn feel the burn come on <laughs> notice that she's not a peloton instructor yeah so. <laughs> she's not a peloton mom you're saying uh, okay yeah so uh, I wish I pulled this as a sound clip, but Tashawn was trying to say, uh, I think this was a reference to Kiefer. Like, we're down in numbers, but we're up in the odds now. Yes. What yes. was that? Like, what was what was this? That tonight? was that was that was for sound clips. That was that was that, that was totally was a sound there. clip. It would have totally made a sound. I, I might go back and pull this episode later. I was like, we have to get on the air. There was a few things I think I would have pulled on on a, on a night where I just we weren't running so late. And uh, we're both <laughs> having a busy day today, <laughs> but um, yeah. So it just—it so, was a weird. It was a weird line to put in there. If like if it made sense, it would be like uh, okay, I could see why you might have put there. It didn't make sense, so that's why it was like, what did you say? D do you hear what you're saying? It's little things that like it's it works as like an idiot edit. Where people just ran yeah, well, that's how Deshaun is starting to turn into kind of like the the dumb one of the of the trio. He's yeah. he, you know like Jetson seems to be more of the calculating uh, front man. You know, Beth is sort of like this. She's kind of Lady Macbeth to uh, to Jetson's Macbeth, and uh, you know, and I feel like Deshaun's like the he's like the Yago. He's like the kind of like the, uh, he's like this, this third Yago. guy. Yeah. He's sort of like the advisor. He's like, yes, yes. You know? And I'm always like, yes, master. I'm always like, is Tashan like English having English issues? Cause I'm never quite sure if he's a French guy or not, but I don't think he is. Cause he's, he seems like he's an English guy, but, uh, or if this is just how he thinks and like down in numbers, up in odds, whatever this, whatever kind of, um, uh, strategy statistics he was throwing at us in the. Do you think fight. that they that he thinks that he can't speak at all in French? I don't like, know. I he could have feeds. Um, I haven't see seen any. He... I I haven't seen how bilingual he is either. So I I, I assume he is, but he could uh, be as bilingual as me. He might as be. I. He might like. He, I found out there was a French language Big Brother Canada. Like it's called uh, Big Brother uh, something in French. Good on maison. Yeah, it's uh, a gross frere or something like that. And uh, yeah, so he could have gone for that if he wanted to do the French language one, but he came to this the English one. So, hey. Um, so, but yeah, Tashawn, I'm just like, what? Is Tashawn going to be able to win this game if he gets to the end? There's still like, there's still a lot of time. Still time. That's, that's still a crazy time. thing. Like, things can still happen. He could, he could earn his, he could impress people still. Yeah. Um, okay. But then we get to this, uh, uh, we had Kiefer saying, they'll never target me. Uh, he's talking to Tina in the defender room, and Tina kind of drops an, on him, like, you know, hey, it could be you. Hey, right? um, what was the statement? Um, um, hey, do you boast about your wins um, to the guys? And they're like, yeah. And it's like, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah, you might want to stop that. You want to stop yeah. doing that. Um, you're kind of reminding them that you're a threat, that you beat them in competitions. They're competitive yeah. guys. When you beat them, they don't love it, even though you're in an alliance. They're happy that, yeah, you're in an alliance with them and you keep them safe. But really, they would rather win. Yep. <laughs> if they can get they, you out, they will. They, they are. They want to be the best player on the team. Yeah. And because yeah. Every, every time they win something. And they yeah. now they have a taste. Especially yeah. Jensen and Ty. They have a taste for the wins. But because they aren't the best, they're like, I'm better than that person. So I'm going to show you how. Show you why I am. You yeah. But, but they're... because both of them aren't the same level for the most part, they're not looking at each other as as threats. If Jed won as much as Kiefer, then uh, then um, Ty would be, you know, kind of looking at him like, can I beat him in the end? Right. Um, and vice versa, vice versa. So them not performing super well has kind of led them in a position where they're like, strongly believe that they're on a similar same level and that's uh, another reason why 
I, I think the thought never came to like attacking the other person earlier. Yeah, they they've they've remained very loyal. The sauce, I have to say, like uh, they've been. It's been kind of inspiring, but also, and we'll talk about the the. I, we have to talk about this ending because this was such an emotional episode tonight. Like yeah. Kiefer's like like going down in flames here by the end of this episode. It was hard. It was hard, you know. Even though I I haven't been a, a, a pro Kiefer guy for a while, um, um, you know because. They he was never he never saw it. We could all see it. People in the other in the house could see like they'll never be loyal to you. Like you're loyal to them. Do you not get that? And he never he was like, no, I want to be one of, part of the greatest alliance ever, and then be the greatest player ever. Um, yeah, like um, he just put them ahead so much that like. <sighs> And even then, he, he was doing stuff for them to the detriment of his own game. To the detriment of his own game. Um, I guess, okay, we're, gonna, we're getting into this. Like, I have no problem against the move. The move makes absolute sense. My issue is, this was the cherry on top to how they've been mistreating him throughout the entire game. And I don't mean mistreating him in terms of him voting him out or anything like that. Right. But I mean, in the general disrespect, I mean that when he has power, right, they they like hang around, but they're not necessarily supporting him. They would actively work against his best interests, his his interests for the week and like make side, um, um, you know, conversations and conclusions and 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 plans against his wishes. Right. They were trying to keep Kylan Rowe. Right during that week, you knew that Kiefer wanted to get them out, right? And and at the end of the day, if Kiefer turned on them um, before they turned on Kiefer, yeah. they were going to turn around and say, "Why weren't you loyal?" Right? They would have said it, but like they, I think that here we proved like they're not like super honorable they're out to win like you know like it's not falling your sword here I, I, like I by jetson is i don't mind people being wanting to win i also i don't need the the um you know people thinking that they're a hero at the same time okay but did jetson ever think he was a hero like did he really think like did he really believe this loyalty stuff and maybe he i guess he maybe does believe it in the in the case of the sauce right like on, at least with Beth, like his bond with Tashawn seems almost unbreakable too, right? But everybody outside of those two, I think he he's whatever. <laughs> um, not Latoya. Not Latoya. When Latoya was when Kiefer and Latoya was up, that that was a proof of the pudding where they're actively talking about what they're gonna do after Kiefer gets voted out with Kiefer in the room. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. They didn't. He. But that's the whole tragedy of this story of the story of Kiefer. He like back then, like they those were the, the three of them, the trio. These are the same people from back then that are here now. That's happening now. Post double eviction, right? They all voted. We'd rather keep Latoya than you. He's like, that's okay. I still love my this alliance, and mm -hmm. I want to be a part of it. They're like, oh, okay, sure. And then he ended up winning the next week, right? As I recall, and yep. uh, and then he went after Kyle, and he got Kyle out for them. And they're like, great. And then he won the, in the double, and he got out Rohan for them. And they're like, great. And then uh, they get to this, and he, they're like, well, if he gets to the end, he's positioned well with all these players. He's a threat to us, and he's been beating us in comps. This sucks. Let's get him out. And 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 he's been so he got played, and he's yeah. but he's also like he deserves it. Uh yeah, yeah, he does. Fully walked in, but it. I can't feel disappointed at the situation. I can't. No. It's loyal to the soil, loyal to the squad. Sunsetters for life. There you go. Okay, I want to also talk about this scene with Tara and Beth tonight, where Tara uh, Tara is trying to make a side deal with Beth, and Beth's kind of into it. Uh, where Tara's like, "Hey." You're going to be seen as sort of a tag along with with Jensen and Ty, right? Rightly or wrongly, a lot of people like you might be perceived like this. Now, I thought that this was a good conversation. I think that you know Tara was saying, "Hey, I trust Kiefer so much," and then, however, and this probably didn't work well for Kiefer <laughs> his game tonight. But on the other hand, um, 
it's also, uh, you know, was ironic to me because I was like, uh, Kiefer saying to them, like, I, I want to get Tara out because she's grading on me, right? Um, and then Tara says, I'm, I'm happy to play for second place. Uh, you get you get 20 grand if you get second place. Mm-hmm. Nothing, shab- nothing too shabby. She's happy. She'd be happy with that. Um, and... And, Beth, and she's like, Beth, you're the strongest player of those three. She's like, I know. Do you love Beth's um, um, uh, like newfound confidence? And uh... well, it looks like she's finally playing the game, um, and she's having those conversations with the other members of the house. Unfortunately, there's like three other people of the house that she's not currently aligned with. Um, it just seems too late. If it, feel, it feels too late in the sense that I would have preferred this narrative throughout the season as opposed to, you know, week seven. You know. Is it a little too late now, you think? I feel it's a little bit too late. Because I'm, I'm looking at situations and I think I have a pretty good idea with some of the awards. Right. Like, when, when I say awards, I mean, like, where everyone is awarded in their terms of their position. Right. Where was this narrative? Where was this, like, this performance? Like, Tina can at least say, you can turn around and look at Tina's playing style, and that she played a very social, under-the-radar thing. And, hey, you know, she is a veto and a HOH win from, like, uh, you know, a decent resume. Right now, it's a little bit um, social-heavy, but if she had, like, one or two wins you can talk yourself into a situation where she had a very rounded type of performance throughout the time. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if I can say that about Tara because her social game was basically boy, 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 boy. I can't even say the word. Um, It was kept afloat. Right. Boy. Is that boy? Boy. Boy. A boy. Boy. Bubble boy. By. By Tina, by Tina and her kind of protecting her. If Tina's ex- once again, that's more of a feather in Tina's cap than it is for Tara that she lasted this long, right? That she right. was basically kept under control. Beth, Beth, Ty, and Jed. It's always going to be muddy as to who was doing what, right? Yeah, Did you can you... always say, "Well, you always thought it was Jed, but it was really me," and yeah. you might be able to convince people of that kind it's, of stuff. It's muddy. Not? It's too muddy. It's right. Fun. Whereas like Brayden has done nothing. <laughs> so yeah. even with one or two things, it'd be like, you've done nothing. And then all of a sudden you start working. Well, right? you lost Austin and then you came alive. Yes. Um, so it's like you died. It's like you were voted out. Just like you were gone out of the game. It's like you were already dead. Exactly. <laughs> and right? then you came, you were like, by the time you, you were like, no, I'm alive. I was like, oh. Well. Oh, look, um, someone cast a Fantasia spell on this chair. That inanimate object is now walking all over the place. Yes. Right? Kiefer had more of um, a narrative, right? Where he's had, he's good with everyone. He is there. My original point, taking a long detour I just took is that we're talking about narratives here and uh, Beth is is putting in work to try and and change hers, to differentiate herself. Now, is Tara going to be that spokesperson to say that she did it? I hope that she's also putting in the work to say, hey, I convinced the dudes to, to talk about Kiefer so that when Tara eventually, eventually gets to the jury house, right, she has that tale to tell. I can't figure out where Beth's at because on some on some hand tonight and like in this edit, I'm getting this feel like, okay, Beth is, yes, she might be a little bit too late here, Jamil, or maybe not. Maybe she can still like do things. She has an HOH under her belt. You can make, it's muddy, I get it, with who does what between Jedson and her and Tashawn, but at least she's she's been somewhat active. Um, and, but on the other hand, you know, and she's saying, Hey, I'm not going to throw away my game for a boyfriend who lives half across the effing country. She says here, that would have been my other sound clip I would have pulled. Uh, you know, she's, she's not about, but then like in the next scene, she's in bed with Jetson and she's like, you know, uh, sorry, I got it. We we need, we need a little rain kiss or whatever it's called here because a little rain kiss. Never heard anybody. Cutest man in the world. Cutest man in the world, and and then she's she dishes everything Tara tells her, 
tell everything. Right. And Jane and I are watching this going, what? Why? Why would you tell Jetson this entire thing? If you, if you, I, I, I can't figure out who Beth is. Who are you, Beth? Are you both of these people? Mm. Is it because, like, you know, this is what she feels like this is what gets uh, Jetson's attention that she craves, you know, is giving him information and this is just the habit she's in? Like, I have big brother information. Do you want it? It feels like that. It feels like that. Because this isn't the first time. This has happened repeatedly. When Ro was trying to work out something and things were looking a little bit good in terms of like, oh, um, you know, she's setting herself up to have like another person on the other side of the house. No, she goes and turn around and tell everyone. Right. And then it's nothing. She took, yeah. she, so she burns that bridge immediately because she's afraid to what? Like lose Jetson? I, that- I don't, I think, I think it's the general nature of um, a lot of these, these individuals in the game that they're like, Oh, I don't want to be disloyal unless I'm disloyal, right? Or they want to be—they don't want to be hypocritical at that moment because they're going to eventually be hypocritical about about loyalty and not saying something. Like they—they threw Kiefer under the bus for he's like he didn't tell us immediately that uh, you know uh, uh, Victoria was um, invisible invisible H O H, even though they knew, even though they knew, right? But this is what um, they do. This is their move. Yeah. Like they they love to like hold this moral high ground and they're so loyal. But it's all it's all BS. Clearly, this key for back door here tonight is it shows it's BS. Mm-hmm. They're not like they're not about loyalty, they're about winning. Look, what's gonna happen in a couple weeks is they're not gonna be in power. And whoever is in power, they're gonna go up to them and say, Hey, if you're gonna put me on the block, put me on the block, but at least give me a fighting chance, right? A fighting chance for a veto. Um, like, does it count it as work? a backdoor though? Because Kiefer was in this veto. It still counts as a backdoor. But like, if you played in the veto, you you had a chance to save yourself. You just didn't. You weren't didn't know you were the target. It's just the way the Canadian rules are. It's like, but it's not a rule. I feel like it's a term, right? Like it's like just what is a backdoor for me is like a blind, like especially if an HOA it would in like the American version where the HOH can play in the veto and can pull the a nominee down that's like a true backdoor to me where yeah. you pull your own nominee down and you put somebody up yeah uh, but that can't happen in this in this format no not unfortunately not speaking although i, I do kind of wish it, it would speaking of which we had the veto comp tonight um and so jed picks ty out of the uh the, the chips there's only so many people laugh there's only seven mm-hmm. laughs so most people are going to compete in this uh tara ha- gets house guest choice picks Kiefer. Uh, the eventual backdoor, or maybe, maybe not, uh, victim. And then uh, Tina, uh, but she said she was thinking about picking Beth, but she doesn't pick Beth because she doesn't want to give it away. So, see, this is where I'm like, Tara's a better player than Beth. Oh, yeah. But Beth, but Beth ha- is in a much better position because of other factors. True. Right? Uh, if, when, if you compare just those two players. Um, and then, uh, so she, she picks Kiefer here. I was like, yeah, it's between who you can pick which is only about two other people you could like brayden's the other threat because if she's like if i'm uh she doesn't want to necessarily um give brayden the chance to pull himself down tina picks out beth uh from the chips so brayden doesn't get to compete and he's not happy about this but he does get to be the host of the tiktok competition jameel i do not like this challenge at all Um, parts of it i just like stop with the shilling please Please stop with the shilling. Um, I, I know we have a lot of sponsors, um, Big Brother Canada, but give it a rest. Viral videos, viral videos. You're copying like this is a life and death hoh, and you basically veto. It's a POV. Veto, veto, sorry, veto, POV. Um, yeah, I'm just tired of all the like. You have to watch a video. You have to watch various videos and study them. I, I just felt like you could have a lot less trimmings and do the exact same competition. But even so, such an important HOH of sorry, Vito. Man, stop it, Jamil. Um, Vito. And it just seemed like such a disappointing challenge. 
Uh, did you like it? Did did you like this? I was fine with this. I thought this was okay. Like it was um yeah, it was typical like sponsor shilling, but you know, it was uh they made them I hate I hate these things like but at the other hand, I I I I'm not so much concerned with what the house guests have to do as long as it seems like it doesn't kind of matter what archetype you are. Like I don't like to see these ones where if if you're tall, you're gonna win, right? Like it's it, it, <laughs> deadlift <I'd> rather, <laughs> deadlift yeah. this. Like, because like that's something not something like a player like Tara can control. She's what the size she is, right? Mm -hmm. um, but um, yeah, so they they did, and I thought that's how this shook out was whatever. Because it was like, okay, you gotta watch these videos last night. I'm like, great, I don't need to understand. I don't have to remember any of this stuff. Like, it doesn't really matter. All I have to like kind of follow is who's doing well and who's not in this competition. So the first part of this was like, they had to be blindfolded and they had to stack a bunch of blocks based on the order they saw last night. And, um, uh, <laughs> what, you know, he said, okay. And he also says that Kiefer tells us in the diary room that he would take down Tina if, if he won the veto here. So he is going for this, right? He could have saved himself tonight and Tina. Well, uh, for the... well it, it, it makes more sense. Um, to put like at that original time, Braden and Tara up as opposed to Braden and Tina up, right? Um, and Tina is someone he's a little closer to, Tina's sunsetter. He, there's a few reasons it would make sense for Kiefer to do that. Um, and uh, Beth was not doing well in this competition. No, um, what do we have here? Uh, she was very confused. Tara got through early. Tashan was not doing well. Tina moved on eventually. Beth eventually moved on. And so Tashan, his his uh, competition um, um, record performance. I think it's it's, all, it's not even just that he loses. He often loses very handedly. He just doesn't have a good sense of these these carnival games at all. Yeah. Right. And that that's for the most part what some of these things are like. It 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 is a test of memory and. An ability, he just doesn't seem to be able to put it together. He's got different skills, but this was not this was not his thing. Uh, the blindfolded thing, I don't think suited him either. He he couldn't figure out like sh he's like triangles feel like circles and diamonds feel like hearts. And I'm like, really? I I don't really get how that's happening. But um, his his tactile senses are maybe a little bit muted. Yeah. To Sean. Well, hey. Uh, but they'll turn around and say, yeah, you know, we won. And it's like, mm, uh, uh, Jed won. Kiefer won. You were there. You got a furrow seat. That's what happened. That's just how, that's how the, uh, the slop cookie crumbled. Yes. Or, uh, but, um, there was, uh, there was more here tonight. There was a part two. So it was Beth. It was just the ladies. It was Beth, um, um, uh, Tara and Tina who moved on to part two, which was slop cookie batter. They yep. had to do the metric system. And, uh, and, and this was great for Tara. She's been making muffins all season. Yep. Um, I should make some damn muffins. She was, muffins she was come back to roost. The, the chickens have come back to roost. She was doing it. Uh, Tina actually did better in this part of the competition than, than Tara did. Um, and but Tara eventually no, it was the other way around. No, uh, Tara did um, better than Tina here too, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Tara was dominant in this whole competition. Good for Tara. She made it to the end and to the last part. Yeah. Uh, but Which Beth was out. You're gonna reveal. <laughs> Beth was out here. This part three was this ping pong uh, queen. Who was gonna be queen of the balls? Yeah. Was 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 asked about, um, and uh, this was kind of. I thought this was kind of neat, uh, but a little bit anticlimactic. I feel like maybe this would have been better for a part one in the competition, maybe. Right? Yeah. It's yeah, you're right. You're right. It it just felt like like a mini game, like instead of an actual competition, it seemed like a video game that they a mini game that they would introduce like another, uh, a, a, like a some kind of event happening in the house like you know how they have the, the as we're going to see a, another event later on it just seems so basic enough that uh, it's just like a time filler right um yeah like i think this may have been not that fun to watch in real time 
<laughs> you know, if you were there in the room watching them do it over and over and over again. But I was fine with how this played out. I was I was happy to see Tara win. I thought that her, although like Tina was trying to like, hey, congratulations, eh? And she was like, ah, I have no time for any of this. I won on the anniversary of my brother's death 14 years ago. Um, Tita should have called the ball a coward for not going, uh, not bouncing properly. Yeah. Will you Cowards. be called? Will you be? Where is it? Uh, Bunch of cowards. Uh, she wants now to be called Trick Shot Tara Jamil. Will you nope. be referring to her as that? Nope. No? Tara the Terrible. Terry, ter- oh, Terrifying Tara. Tara the Terrible. Or Tara Bull. Tara Bull? Her yes. last name. Tara Bullshit? Yes. There you go. Uh oh. Watch out. Uh, watch out. Bunch of cowards. Um, and then Kiefer, um, he was after right after this competition was saying, okay, Braden's the backdoor plan, right? We're gonna backdoor Braden now. This is the, the I think there's yeah. only so many options, right? Like yeah. Uh, well that yeah. was that was the that was the conclusion that they were having all week up to that point. It was just conversations over and over again, kind of confirming it's like, yeah, Braden's the one, Braden's the one. Like you look at uh the first episode of the week um uh, compared to, to now, it's like they just basically flipped their opinion. Like it, they were so adamant about Braden. Yeah. So if, did this happen where it happened? Like you think, um, because in the next scene we get uh, Jetson and Beth in the HOH room. And this is kind of where the, the episode's like, well, what if we put Kiefer up now? What if, like, I think it's Jetson who suggests it first. Oh uh, yeah. And then of course, Beth is really on board. Um, She's like, Oh, Oh Yeah. Well, yeah, I've been thinking. I didn't want to say it, but yeah, let's put up Kiefer. Um, and this is where it gets uh, it, it, it gets kind of planted. Uh, Tina and Kiefer were talking in the defender room some more at this point. Again, I think she's like, it could be you. You know, you you gotta watch it. I think that I don't know if it, this was where she warned him or earlier, but they were talking at two points, and he never wants to listen. He's like, no, I'm solid. Sunsetters for life. Um, but then Ty and Jetson talk in the HOH, and then. Ty's like, I'm into that idea. Like, why yep. not get him out now? He's a threat to us. He's he if he him he him being here prevents me from winning. Me to Sean. Uh, he's better at the carnival games. I don't like it. Uh, and I can beat. Tina. He probably feels like he can always beat Tina and Tara, which is ridiculous because Tara and Tina both beat him and Beth beat him in this competition tonight. Oh yeah, but he yep. but he's uh, beat him like so, a mule. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta yeah. imagine he's that Tashawn will hit the block at some point. Maybe. Honestly, I think before this game is done, all three of them will hit the block. You think? You think yeah. at least one? Uh, but up until uh, final three. Okay, but speaking of which, okay, uh, Jensen and Tara come out after this commercial break. Uh, they they say, okay, it's it's gonna figure out who's gonna sleep in the ball pit. We kind of talked about this up a little bit. Now we're we're at this part of the, of the episode. Uh, it meant you had to sleep all week in the ball pit. I was like, well, I thought that's what the, the whole point of being a have-not. Isn't the, the ball pit been called the have-not room? Yes. So if they're I not paused. sleeping I in paused. there... But I paused. I, I, I had to think about it. Because for the most part, what they're doing is using the two separate bedrooms, right? And then they have the HOH room, right? Yeah. And then, you know, that's it. That's it. But I don't understand. Like, if it's called the have-not room. No, people refer to it as a have-not room or just a ball pit. But, like, people sleep in the other two rooms because of the teams. That there were so many beds. But if you're a have-not, you're not supposed to be able to sleep in the beds. That's that's part of being a have-not. But they haven't really introduced that this season. Well, they they didn't take it away either. Like they told me, this was the have-not room. This is I've been sold a false bill of goods here. Well, you got to put in your letters to Arissa. Email her. Email her now. Uh, this has been the greatest uh, con of it all. Like uh, I'm kind of we gotta go. We gotta go all the way back to Latoya. You know, you feel con? I do not like ball pits. I don't like when I'm sold that this is the 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 have not room. And anyway, so they they had this whole hide and go seek game, wasting time on nothing. Uh, it was all, you know who was going to have to sleep in the ball pit. I was like, okay, 
all right, fine. One per let's see what this is like, right? Um, but they did this whole hide and go seek. Ty, uh, apparently Ty and Beth have been pranking each other. This was the truce was off. And then um, they put the bed. They put a bunk bed in that ball pit. Yeah, I, I felt pissed off when I saw that. I, I felt that was cheating us. As so what's the, what's what's so bad? Nothing. Literally nothing. He's by himself. He's got a quiet room to himself. I'd be so I'd be thrilled with that situation. If they're like, "Hey, you you get the ball pit. That's your room. It's this massive, huge room." <laughs> but once again, Big Brother Canada, and and this has been a criticism from the start for me, doesn't go far enough. They'll put like a, a a situation that can seem uncomfortable, and you're like, "Oh wait, I can't wait till that plays out." And then it's just for decoration, for the most part, and it has one challenge. Like, are they going to involve Otev in that as well? I they don't do Otev in Canada, right? Like, if you're going to do have-nots, do have-nots. Like, okay, tell me about how they're taking cold well, showers. You you have have-nots where it's supposed to be a group of individuals, and then every week they give someone a slot pa pass, and they get to skip the every dishes. Week, every week, it's supposed to be a punishment. It's ridiculous. I, I just don't I, I don't I like you don't call it a have not room if it's not even if have nots don't even go there it was just a, it's just another common room it's just a, it's an interesting fun room in the house that has been traditionally the have not room that's where have nots would sleep like like isn't that the whole point of a have not room is like they have uncomfortable an uncomfortable sleeping situation like it'd be a dentist chair or on top of like a lagoon or a fish tank or whatever the things they've made them do yeah um you know or just a floor sometimes it's just a floor um with nothing else you know or like it would have been bad enough that they gave to sean a sleeping bag but they didn't even give him just a sleeping bag no, they gave him give him a pillow and tell him to make his way there why did this happen why did they give him the bunk bed uh, they've been doing that for far too long they, uh, i i think at this point it's, it's just habit where and they, they shouldn't be allowed to t then they turned off the lights for him yeah, I should have. <laughs> yeah, they should I was like, hey, if you want to make it a have not, well, he's not really a have not. There's no have nots this week. But um, if you want to give him a punishment, then make him have to sleep in there with the lights on. Uh, yeah, but um, yeah, first have him have a, a conversation with Tara. Um, that's also a have not in terms of having a great day um, type you of situation. Do you think it would be possible to fall asleep in a ball pit? Yes. <laughs> I can fall asleep anywhere, as many have um, seen <laughs> throughout this season. Is there a potential <laughs> danger to falling asleep in a ball pit? No. Was, were they worried about gaps? There's enough gaps. You'll be okay. Well, you won't suffocate, but you could choke. Ch well, unless you have your mouth really wide, there's no way. Then I I can't accept that Tashawn was not made to sleep in that ball pit. Lights on or off. I I agree. If they yeah yeah I agree. They should have given him uh, leotard um, and some pirate gear. Yeah, like uh, not was... pirate gear. Sorry, clown gear, clown gear, and then have him sleep. That's his pajama. He has to wear clown shoes and like. Look what I wrote here in my notes. It says lame. <laughs> <laughs> this whole thing was lame. I was not impressed. It was uh LeMay. LeMay. It was it was LeMay. it was it was Jack LeMay. LeMay. <laughs> yes. Um okay, and then Braden and Jedson were talking uh after this. Um, you know, he's like, Well, why not put up Kiefer? And Braden kind of makes a good case here. Jetson's at least yeah, I guess. Like I, I can kind of see what you're what you're saying here. Uh and Braden just tells him. A bunch of things that happen to be true yeah right his brain's really got he's either it's either me going up or it's Kiefer going up and so this is why i'm you know i thought brayden we can talk about him being sort of this dead player for most of the game and he probably can't win but he had if he had been playing like this throughout the game he would have been fine being so much better position yeah but he's just too late he's just too late to the game unfortunately but i'm glad he's here i'm, I'm glad he's playing i'm glad he's being active yeah. You know, I just think it's it's probably too little too late. Yeah. Can start uh, sprinting at the finish line. Right. 
This is where uh, eventually, like, you know, the trio gets together. They're like, Keith is Kiefer. He's not in the sauce, man. He's he, like, it's like, it's like it was Sunsetters and then sauce is it, right. And I, the old, to Sean's argument here of like, okay, come on, the Sunsetters was a final six deal. And uh, well, and I'm like, okay, but you guys are in the final seven. Yep. So technically you're not, but, but Latoya is not here anymore. She hasn't been here for a long time, so you you could argue that once Latoya was gone, that finals six doesn't really exist. Like, or like, just because these five survivors are still here, uh, you could make that argument. It would have been interesting to see if like level six, had, like, well, they did lose a member, right? Like, level mm -hmm. six did lose, um, I can't remember whatever his name was. The other, the the level six guy that I can't remember his name, and not, then uh, not not okay, not um the um little person. No, no, he was never a level six. You're talking um, with JC. Um, okay, Casey, um, Faisal, 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 Faisal. No, um, I who's hold on, level six. <laughs> it's, it's bugging you. You're like, I, I have to know this. I have to know. I this. have to look. We're talking about Big Brother 20, right? Uh, yeah, yes, here we go. His name was Winston. Winston. Wow. Winston Hines. He was Such a, a memorable player. What a player. Uh, <laughs> you remember he was in the bros with Brett? Him and it was it was it was Winston and Brett for a while. Yeah. Yep. You know, Brett was funny. Uh, yeah. but Winston, not so much. But anyway, so like when you have a final the whole reason we bring this up is because you have kind of a final six, and then when you lose a member of that six, you could you could argue that the surviving members may or may not be loyal to each other i don't think tina was super loyal to this but Kiefer always was right and but tina was never willing to like close the door on it because there was never a reason for her or opportunity for her to do anything that would cut it off either so everyone's like yeah sure that's still a thing yeah i guess and especially if production is asking me about it i guess it's still a thing um i mean bananas. are you talking about bananas in, again i'm talking about bananas i'm talking about how everything is just so real nothing is rigged uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah dude. so but i like okay so and then i don't know beth comes in to talk or Kiefer comes in to talk to beth and this is where it all starts okay and she he's like it's me and she's like yeah and she's like i'm gonna go get them i'm gonna i'll go summon jetson and kai <laughs> in the middle of cooking in the middle of cooking she's like now now we're doing it now stop oh everything gosh. you know oh. uh leaving uh brayden tina and tara downstairs sort of what's oblivious. going on what's going on what's going doesn't on? matter we're having a sunset. The adults chat. are speaking. Just the adults up. are talking. This is where we're going to blow up Kiefer's brains. Here we go. Uh, and they tell him, he was like, I was loyal to the soil, man. Like, you know, I was sunsetter for life. It's loyal to the soil, loyal to the squad, sunsetters for life. Come on. But he, okay. This is hard. Even even though I was like Kiefer, you deserve every bit of this. I still felt for him. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, it, it was. It was harsh. It was harsh. Um. Harsh in the, in the sense that. Um. You feel really bad for Kiefer because we have the uh, omnipotent uh, view of all the things going on. Um. Obviously, as much as what um, production will will show us, bananas will show us. So, from our point of view, we've we've seen the constant trials of Kiefer and him being to an absurd fault being loyal, right? Being yeah, loyal. and yeah, it, it, to we the see point where like his like Tina and Tara, like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? You know, <laughs> are you re for real? Yeah, um, but. You 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 can't help but feel bad for the situation that he's in, right? Because you know you you see you've seen it. It's been presented when they talk about loyalty for this season, right? I would think that you would see the absurd lengths that Kiefer had taken to do so. So when they they tell him, you know for sure, it's you, and he, he's able to keep himself. 
you know, in a good place where he just doesn't run off and like, I need to be alone and just cry in the, his pillow. Uh, that, that would be my game move. That would be my game move. So, so if you were key, if you were key for, yeah, you would, um, if I put that much work into it and know that I was gone. Yeah. That being said, I would still kind of try to work and just guilt them into, to keeping me. Oh yeah. I, I, I think, I think he tried to work it as best he could, but he was also being emotional and he felt betrayed. Um, I, you know, when he, when he said to hear Jensen at the end, Hey man, no hard feelings. And I hope my son grows up to be like you. I was like, why? Like, I don't like, why do you want to be like Jensen? <laughs> what about Jensen is, it's, is great so much. Um, exactly. he's tall and he doesn't wear shirts. Yeah. You never, you never met a shirt he liked. I was surprised that Jensen and Ty even wore shirts for the, uh, the POV <laughs> ceremony. I was like, did they make them put these shirts on? This is against their will. Um, no shoes, no shirt, no veto. No, no veto meeting, you know, or no nominations. I uh, know back door. I was like, <laughs> I was like, hey, hey, um, let's 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 set it up. Let's set it up for. The, let's not dra- drag this out too much. Yeah, and well, just we, like yeah, well, let's, we'll get to the thing. But he's like, he's like, I'm just a kid from the res, man. No, no, that's what I mean. This whole segment, them playing it through, I'm like, oh man. If if I if I'm getting 15 minutes of this, like don't make me like this is such a downer. Look, we started this pod and it was a downer. It was a, seriously a downer. I felt bad. I felt bad on behalf of how I feel um, Ty and, and Jensen should feel. Right? That's how bad I felt. Don't for they don't. <laughs> they don't. But <laughs> they're crying because it's like this is what we're supposed to cry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think they have any like compassion for it really like but like i would feel it was more genuine if they weren't as i stated before uh, like completely disregarding Kiefer as a player throughout the game and because of that when they're like oh my gosh oh it's so bad that he's gone and everything like that i'm like no man who are you fooling who are you fooling? I did not see that. And it's not even like I didn't see that on TV. I didn't see that in the feeds either. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was down. I get it was a downer. Uh when he went to go cry with Tina and Tara after this was over. Uh and he was like, go, you know, what does he say? Like, go get him or get him out of yeah, this go get game. Him. Like I actually like I had a bit of like a yeah. Like maybe Tina and Tara are the are like the late game Avengers. They're the Kiefer Avengers. Hey, if if uh, Tina wins HOH and puts up the 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 sauce in yeah. some form or function, I'm I'm I live for it. I would live for it. Yeah, she's like this yeah, is for Kiefer, right? No, I don't. Puts... I don't even want her to say that. I would know. I would. I would know, and I would be happy the fact that one Tara would do it. Let's say Tara's the HOH next. Oh, yeah. And she, yeah, puts them she, would, she would totally do it. And then um, let's say um, they have commemorative busts of their heads. Um, she would then make a reverse of that copy of their head, right? Hollow it out and then have um, a coffee in that, that mug she's made of their head and drink from it. She would want to drink from their skulls. Um. Yes, she could <laughs> live for. Not all of them are winners, folks. Not all of them are winners. No, some are killers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, I, and just, that that was like, the end. That was the I, end. Do, do you think Kiefer should have pushed it further? Just guilted the crap. Let them suffer through. Like, don't say that you understand. Like. Dried out as much um, as should possible. he have? Um, well, we'll get to spoilers and we'll kind of hear get an update on maybe how the campaigning is going, if anything. Ooh. But, um, I would imagine if you're gonna put if you're gonna take the shot, you'd want to take it here. Uh, and, um, why would you want to take once you put him up? You can't really, I don't think he's yeah. yeah, like I agree. It was like if I'm Jensen, I could see why this move makes sense, however. Um, you know, Jane was saying, like, why does this make sense? Like, you know, because um, it's still gonna be three against three next week. Yeah, he can maybe beat you at the end, but you he might help you get to the end too. And he's been so loyal, loyal to the soil, you know. Uh, he's not willing to break, he's shown that he you just got through the double, yep, right? So it felt like if you're gonna cut him early, this is early, 
but it also, is early. there's there's so much left in the game still. That's that's what I mean. Like there's so much left in the game. This is a little bit premature. Jensen said, "We're no, but we're in the end game now." He was like Doctor Strange in uh, Infinity War. He was like, "We're in the end game now, Tony. Couldn't help be helped." I disagree. I disagree. I think that we're um, in the halfway point. There's still a little bit more that has to transpire. There's there's two more people before that have to go before they get to the final three, and like, come on, guys, come on, like a specific puzzle or a specific HOH and you guys are two of you people are up and with no type of ability to kind of reposition it so it goes to a, like a tiebreaker or uh, you guys get the the final vote because it's two versus the remainder uh, because the other two are on the block line or I feel like if you're an ally of Kiefer is, this was this was early to cut him you know like they yeah, I feel They've made move like I feel like they got a taste for it because they got like, like Victoria and that was a big move and I got I think it was the time to take that move make that move even though but here Kiefer feels like at least a vote early uh especially coming off that but it's it's so it's it's a great resume builder too because they'll say well Jetson cutthroat right he's 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 looking great here for a final two right he'll yeah. say hey remember when I backdoored Kiefer no one thought I would ever do that and I did it. Uh, and, and nobody else can take credit. I think he's, you know, he's also worried about losing to Beth, you know, in a final two. And this is maybe giving him a leg up on her now. Yeah. Because the, the thought process will be that it was their decision. Yes, it was. And no, it wasn't because I think it would be a different type of situation if one of them disagreed. Well, I think there's just the knowledge that Beth goes and blabs her mouth to Jetson about everything. Just doesn't yeah. make will always make her seem like the weaker player, even though it's muddy. Uh, the the way that she takes information from other the other side of the house and then betrays that any kind of trust constantly is is not going to I think want make people want to vote for you at the end. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're, like they're if not, Tina and Jed are in the finals and Tina has won something. Um. Yeah. Um, like, Kiefer's gonna vote for Tina. Yeah, if, for if sure. You, if you, if you, if she has continues at the pace that she's on, and then let's say just before there is, um, an HOH win or something like that, that might be enough. That might be enough because it's so muddy for those that trio and their decisions that. Tina can at least argue her own decisions and we can take it at face value. Whereas um, everyone else is going to always question the trio. Right. Right. Because right. it's so early, still early. So we're only halfway through the cast. Yep. But there's only three weeks left too. So we're, we're more than way half through the time of the game. Just not mm -hmm. in terms of like, I guess how many players still have to be eliminated to get to a final two. However, um i do we we do, we are coming up on an hour i know it's a late night for both of us and we're gonna try to wrap it up so we're gonna get to spoilers we're gonna just kind of hear maybe how this vote's looking if there's anything else like jamil saying there's not a lot of information probably to go through I, I don't have that much information because well, so it's gonna be a quick it, little segment we'll do so we're gonna do a, a little sign off here you know if you don't want to know anything if you want there's a chance you know for key for tomorrow i i highly doubt it i don't know but i highly doubt this, it this like they usually do like a pretty decent job of kind of showing like they're scrambling there might be something yeah. they did they leaned heavily into Kiefer's exit so we'll yeah. see it'll be interesting if anything happens like if it like tomorrow night it's like a Kiefer's triumphant return the good guy from Haida Gwai uh was there uh, <laughs> and the good guy from Haida Gwai had an epic comeback um, what was it um, um, with the the epic heart? Um, oh, the, the gullet one. The gullet. Oh yeah, it's no, it, it's infamous. The, the man with the mullet. <laughs> the man with the mullet. Big gullet, bigger heart. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> oh my gosh. Goof. So pleased with himself. Yes. And then, uh, yeah. <laughs> You know what? I'm gonna say that at work tomorrow. Yeah, you'd be like, I don't have a mullet, but if I did, I'd be like, Man, see how people react. Yeah. And I slap myself too. 
Yeah, be like, big gully, big yeah, bigger gully. heart. Let's go. Big, let's go. <laughs> okay, team let's meeting. go. Let's go. Team meeting. And then I do my my hands and start bumping. Yeah, you yeah, guys start, the, like, I like, punched look, in. Look. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I punched in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so we're getting to spoilers, yes, uh, spoilers. shortly. Uh, if you're signing off here, make sure to check out our other channels and shows. If you're not just watching us for Big Brother Canada, including Live Long and Podcast, where we talk about Star Trek all the time, Tuesdays, D Space Nine, Wednesdays, Original Series. We've done other stuff. And then we also do um, Star Trek Radio Theater on the weekends, which our next one will be Sunday night this week, uh, April 18th, as we're going to be t- doing Our Man Bashir. Jamil is starring as Dr. Julian Bashir. I'll what be a laugh. What a laugh. Uh, that's our, this, is like a, this is like a Star Trek James Bond radio yes. play, everybody. So check this out. I'm, I'm playing like wharf the klingon but i'm also playing like a bond villain it's it's really interesting uh check it all out and also um our other channel trivial debates which is our monthly channel uh episode we do this on last sunday of every month my son amen hosting this next episode april 25th over on that channel uh this is a we argue about movies tv sports and more we got adam woodward going against jody simpson and my mom my my son is going to be the judge, and my mother is going to be a contestant. I yes. I I I I don't know what, what and I'm the producer. There's a lot of conflicting feelings here. So chef's kiss, yeah, quite quite. And with Jody and Adam uh, in the mix, it's going to be even more interesting to see how this plays out. Yes. Uh, so check all that but out. Also, there's tomorrow. So if tomorrow you're night, leaving though. us. Yeah, tomorrow night. Come back tomorrow night. We'll be we'll be covering the eviction about uh, ten twenty tomorrow night, Thursday, April fifteenth, yes. two thousand twenty-one. I will get a monster. I will get a monster, and I will be I will be bright-eyed and bushy-tailed tomorrow. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Energy drinks will be employed, but until then, let's find out what Kiefer's chances are. Ah! That is our spoiler warning. As the great F. Murray Abramsons from Star Trek Nemesis gives us a screen. Okay. Um, so it, I've been super busy, so I haven't been up on fees. But from what I've last um, heard, let's do the last rites. Keeper's uh, Big Brother um, performance. Um, it was a good run. It's been a long road, as Russell Watson has taught us. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, it ain't over till it's over, till it's over. It's kind of over. It's it. Is it like? Is it what? Give give it a chance. What chance does Kiefer have to uh, say himself? Once again, not the most latest information, uh, but it was looking pretty dire. Like, I think they're looking past this week, kind of like it's done. done. It's a done deal. Yeah. They're just like, okay, now it's about the next HOH. And because it, like, what is Kiefer going to do? Like, is he going to really rail against Tina about how Tina is this dangerous threat? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you could just like, if it was someone else, he could make like an argument if it was like Tara or even was Brayden or something like that about how unloyal, she, like, like she is or he is but like tina what are you gonna say she's been chilling right she has been yes she's handled a lot of information but in, like anything that you say against her she probably has four or five, she knows who the skeletons are right she knows all the time that Kiefer has has mentioned the guys and how he's thought about it uh, and who are they gonna believe more uh, more likely they're gonna believe tina Right, so like, what is he gonna do? Right, he say he's gonna win for them. Like, yeah, like I just read this tweet here where it says Kiefer like was already after this like POV was already back in the kitchen, like kind of celebrating with the boys and and you know trying to talk about taking <laughs> Let's Braden go. out. Let's go. <laughs> it says I've never seen someone so obsessed with acceptance. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, yes. and that, that's that's Kiefer. Like, why he's so obsessed with being accepted by specifically Jensen and Ty. Like, he's he is their biggest fan. He loves he them. Is, he's like yeah. he'll be the president of 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 Team Ted uh, of of the undercover brothers of their fan club. <laughs> he doesn't know it exists, but he'll he, he will be. He he is going to be their biggest cheerleader in the in the jury house, 
right? Because as soon as Victoria is saying, it's like, oh no, those guys, they were on top of it. They were on top of it. They knew. And they're like, yeah, I could see Victoria swaying Kiefer into voting for them uh, in the end and believing. Well, I, well from the, the sounds of it, Victoria was like, was more pro Kiefer than the trio. And with Kiefer out, I think that, and especially with how Kiefer is going to talk about them, I think they're going to like strongly, there's going to be a pro trio, uh, uh, pro trio uh, jury, I think, um, because Roe is going to be rational about this move and the impact that it's made. So unless Tina like does something, I, eh, I don't know. I could see there being a bitter jury though, like in giving it to Ty over Jed or something like that, you know? Yeah, uh, that is different though. That is different. That is still technically rewarding the trio, but deciding... the trio, but they would be rewarding like the weaker player or the perceived, <laughs> like the less deserving player, perhaps uh, a different point as opposed to the, the other points. So like the, um, what is it? Um, the 85 degree angles, Right, as opposed to uh, the Jed, the twenty-three degree angle, <laughs> twenty-three degree angle, because it's a sicily, so you have the bigger angle at the like at the 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 bottom, and then you have the shallow angle at the top. Right. Okay. I was like, "Where is this twenty-three degrees thing? Where is it coming from?" I, I'm not, not, but the sauce, the isosceles, yes. and all of those things—they're the triangle. Yes. So I can see them doing that. Um, like, unless it's like Ty and, and uh, not Ty, but Jed and, and Beth, then it becomes like who argues the best because people look at them as one, um, one, you know, creature, one organism. Right. Yeah, it's true. Um, there's a lot of good, I'm interested to see how this jury's going to shake out once we sort of get maybe a few more people in there, get a few more. I, I've been watching like the, uh, yeah, you saw like maybe the Taryn Armstrong exit interview with Victoria and Rohan. Yes. Or listen to it, I guess it was more of an audio interview, but yeah, uh, it was, it was interesting to hear even where, where Rohan's head's at. Can, can, can I get like less big brother house and more jury house stuff happening? Can I, can I follow that and just, well, why not? Like, like why not put these jurors to, better use and give us more insight like why can't we have live feeds into the jury house why has that never been a thing um why can't we get why can't we know more about the conversation like they would only show us certain conversations anyway it wouldn't be like yeah. live feeds like bully <laughs> it would so now we feel like the jury because that's how much uh we get to see each week at least we get to like hear what they're saying more yeah. you know maybe that takes a little bit of the away from the final vote in some people's minds and in, in production's mind uh perhaps but i don't think so i think it, you know i think you want to kind of get a feel where people's heads are at but it's also fun to speculate about the, such things too true okay well i don't have i don't have that's much. it well hey what, what else is to say yeah dong da, dong dong you're gone Keith. <laughs> see you later see you never have fun and jury with with your buddy Rohan and, and your other buddy Victoria, they should uh, become best friends. That'll be great. What? Yeah. What if Keeper and, and Rohan emerge like the best, the like, like stronger than ever, like you stronger know? than Kyle and uh, Ro. Yeah, like and it's like oh, we just need to spend some time and be out of the game for us to be friends. It's like, like you guys Ro will be like, remember Kyle? Remember Kyle Rohan? He'd be like, who? Who? You mean I only know is my new best friend Kiefer. Yeah, I keep it real all the time now. On the row show, baby. Row, row show, baby. Woo. <laughs> okay. Well, hey, let's um let's let's close the book for this episode. Jamil, thank you for another late night on this talking about this season. Uh we're we'll be back tomorrow night for the eviction. Um, and uh we will be breaking that all down then. Probably for keeper, and maybe hopefully talk about a new HOH for week eight. So, and I sure hope it's not one of the trio. Please, God. please don't be. I can't. I can't. Unless it's Deshaun. That's the only one I'd be happy about. Okay. All right. Signing off. Oh, and uh, and remember. See. Where, the heck, where the heck is it? <laughs> Dead air. I love it. I got it. Oh, no, I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. And remember. And remember, someone is always watching. Oh, thank you.